Oh my gosh, I remember when I was playing Call of Duty with you the other day, he's like, Jonathan is one-liners, he's like, once I start, I finish. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't back out. I don't back out of games. Don't back yeah. out. <laughs> Especially having sex. <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just said I don't back out. Oh, yeah. How's how's the parties at IGN? The parties? Yeah. Oh, they're all you can all you can drink free. You know, the publishers pay for that shit, so. How's all the sex? <laughs> it's mostly guys, so it's kind of awkward at first, but then you get used to it. Right, I mean, just kind of close your eyes and you get, you know, whatever. Yeah, I heard that. Maybe, I don't know, if I, that's kind of a turn off. Maybe I should just uh, retract my application. <laughs> but I'll get used to it, you know, I'll get used to it, I guess. Yeah. yeah it's, it's good every, job, every job has its downfall. Can I curse? Yes. This is a Christian podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It is? I didn't notice that. I I, I didn't notice it was. It's okay. Well, since sex sex and maybe possibly rape can be a beautiful thing, I guess that is Christian. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you might not understand what we're talking about, Walter. Uh, IGN offices are strictly G-rated. There's no cursing here. Um, <laughs> right. like yeah, I hope you guys know that's bullshit. <laughs> yes. Oh, trust me, we know. God, <laughs> right. brown me cursed like a fucking sailor. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It'll be every everyone here so they back. It's awesome. I'm jealous. We um, all are. Well, I am too, and I'm sure they are too. <laughs> okay, let's get started. Um, cool. This is the Babam Podcast, and I'm Luray, a.k.a. Ray. Here with me today is Ben. Yo. Desmond. What up? Josh. What's going on? Walter Lopez. Hello, hello. Um, Walter, why don't you tell somebody, um, tell the people about Direct to Drive? Alright, man, uh, pretty quick and to the point, huh? Um, Direct to Drive is, uh, it's just like a digital distribution store. Uh, it's uh you can find us at directordrive.com, and uh, basically you can we have we have all types all kinds of titles up there for you guys to buy and purchase and stuff, and you know we have deals all that good stuff, you know. Think of it as Steam minus a Steam, you know. Yeah. Minus Valve. Yeah. Yeah. Minus Valve. Minus Gabe. Yeah. yeah you jumped. Minus right, Gabe. You jumped. You jumped right into that. You didn't even tell them that he was sprung director. <laughs> Drive and working for IGN. Or yeah, yeah. Like well, that. why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Walter? <laughs> okay. Uh, let the be, let the women know. <laughs> oh, they um, know about him already. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been well. Let's see. I started reading IGN like back in the day, back when it was Snowball.com and it was IGN 64 and all that stuff, you know. And uh, been reading it ever since. And then you know, uh, I guess just the more and more I got into the hobby of like gaming, the more I got into like the community, and I started writing blogs on the old IGN blogs, and I kind of built up a small following there, writing about you know just all the stuff that you know we find interesting. 
and um, slowly but surely I started getting into I got involved with uh, my friend Javi Rodriguez he ho- he's uh, the host for the Game Over podcast he has a website called Gova.com and uh, we somehow ended up getting media credentials to go to PAX Prime we all went we had a blast uh, hung out with Greg Miller met all the IGN crew that was out there you know including uh, Chris Ostertag Jess uh, Jessica Chobot um Everyone that was out there was we ended up hanging out, you know. And I was around Greg like every single night. It was to the point where wherever if I went somewhere and I didn't see Greg Miller, something was wrong, you know. And um, uh, just uh, just out of the blue, you know, this opportunity came up that they needed a, a PC-centric guy who knew his shit, you know, who wasn't about bullshit, and he and he wanted it, you know. The director drive wanted to make a push, and they wanted to do a community. They wanted they wanted a guy to come come together and bring a community with him, you know what I mean? To uh help build it up and to and to showcase, you know, how PC as a as a platform is still a relevant, you know, you know, entertainment source. It's not dead like a lot of people think. And um somehow, you know, we started talking, I did a phone interview, I did a couple phone interviews, did another one, and at that point I'm already getting super excited. I'm like, Oh shit, this might happen. And then they gave me a call and they said, when can you be in San Francisco? And fucking jumped on a plane and at the end of that same week they gave me the offer. And uh, here I am. You know? Badass. Sounds good. I know that you're doing some big stuff at Direct to Drive right now. Yeah. In a project right now called Gamers Unite. Yeah, that's that's the blog I'm going to be running, man. That's going to be like the hub for the community. Um, I'm going to be showcasing, uh, like... Uh, new releases, all the stuff that's coming out that week. Uh, so, you know, give you guys some heads up on some coupons, probably give away some stuff. You know, I love giving free shit. Um, it, it's going to be like a place for you for everyone to jump in. Um, I, it's going to be a lot of PC titles, but I'm going to talk about a lot of gaming culture as well. You know, I'm going to have some guests, probably do some guest posts. I'm already talking to some people already that you guys might already know. Um, um, uh, Joe Garcia's one. We already, I'm talking to her. Maybe do something with her. Um, Lisa Foils. I don't know if you guys seen her around the iJam blogs. Have you seen her? And Lisa Foils. Who doesn't? Yeah. Her? Yeah. At the end of this week, look for something from her. She's got some really cool shake it lined up for you guys. I think you, you're gonna like it. You know. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a video series. I'm camera shy, but I'm still gonna jump on camera. I'm gonna do some video stuff. Um, I wouldn't know that from the uh, um, Extra Life Marathon. Oh man, let me tell you about that, dude. I, I I just that was a that was I got to San Francisco Friday, right? Friday afternoon. I and like late Friday afternoon, uh, I got here at noon, and then late Friday afternoon, three or four, I'm like, I call Greg, and I'm like, Yo, dude, I'm fucking bored. I'm excited. I'm jet lagged. Let me go by the office. I show up in the office around three or four. Um, they set me up in my desk. Everything's working already. And then Greg's like, Hey, you're gonna be here tomorrow. You just swing by. I was like, Fuck it. You know, I got nothing better to do. I play games 24 hours a day. Yeah. And then I'm at my desk just playing, you know, uh, Peace Walker, you know, talking to you guys in tiny chat. And uh, and then Greg comes by, hey, uh, I need you upstairs. We're going to do DC Universe. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm live on the stream, man, you know. Come back Monday yeah. morning and, and everyone's like, dude, you weren't even working yet. You're already on, on camera. It's pretty crazy, you know. So. Twice. <laughs> they they played yeah. it twice or on both times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fun, man. It's it's what it, this is one of those situations, man, in life where you just gotta say fuck it and just go right in. Don't question it. If your instinct, yeah, I mean, your instinct is telling you, hey, man, you know, 
I don't know, I'm not sure about this, you know, whenever I feel I have that feeling, then that's when I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway, that's exactly why I'm going to do it, because I'm, I'm not sure about it, you know? Yeah. So. I was watching the marathon while I was playing Rogue Warrior with Jim Riley. <laughs> yeah, dude. Jim Riley's awesome, dude. Well, everyone here <laughs> yeah, is fucking awesome. Yeah, he was, he was awesome when we were playing with him. Yeah, he's, he's, everyone here is, like, really, really, really fucking cool. Everything you guys like him for, it, it's the same thing in real life. They're all, like, really uh, smart, and, and they have, everyone has a really strong work ethic, which is great, because it's not just... A lot of people think we just sit around playing and eating shit, and it's not. Everyone here gets their shit done every single day, dude. It's a great environment to be around. Eating shit, huh? Look at the hair. Eating shit. That's a first... Shit, man. <laughs> I was on Tiny Chat when that happened. When you went to go um, record uh, extra last night, and everybody was excited for you. Dude, it was just out of the blue. He just came by. He's like, "Hey, let's go upstairs." I was like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> you got. You also got to be on the Beyond podcast. Yeah, I did one appearance on podcast Beyond. That was fun. That's a, that's like a dream come true. I I own the actual official podcast hurdle of podcast Beyond. And um, and yeah, it didn't have, what that? They mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. And then to actually, you know, be a, get a chance to actually be on the show, uh, that's that's crazy, dude. It's fun. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah, dude. So let, let me get back to the, the the blog thing. So we're gonna have a video series where I'm gonna be going to uh, different development houses and give you guys like a video tour behind the scenes type of deals. Uh, all the conventions I'm going to be attending, I'm going to do something, some video related stuff. So if you can make it, I'm going to have some a little, a little something for everybody to see, you know. And um, I'm throwing around the idea, which it's got to prove, but I got to figure out how I'm going to do it. But I have a podcast that's going to premiere too sometime in the future, with just not on like a regular schedule, but whenever I can get some guests to talk about like a really good topic, then we're going to head and, and record something. So awesome. Yeah, so it's going to be a little bit I look forward to that. Yeah. Okay, guys. Um, let's go into where we're playing. My life be like. Wow. Yeah. My life be like. Been, what have you been playing? Um, well, since I'm so goddamn poor, I've been red boxing like crazy, and I rented Black Ops. Of course, I played that for about three or four days. I beat it. Um, campaign was great. I was actually surprised. I didn't. I didn't realize. I I should have known because I read. Or I watched the review. But Sam Worthington is actually the voice actor for the guy you play as ninety percent through ninety percent of the game. Yeah. He actually does a really great job, in my opinion. He did really good voice acting. I was really surprised. And uh, the story was actually pretty great. It definitely, I don't know, it definitely went in a different direction than the usual Call of Duty meat-headedness of the story. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't, I played that one match that you and I played, Ray. That was the only match I played as far as online. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, then like a little bit ago, I played, I don't know, about 20 minutes of Super Meat Boy. So that's pretty much my last, this is my last week. Okay, Dad. So nothing exciting. Uh, Fable 3. 
I've been I've been I've been uh, playing Fable Three for the past four days, and I'm almost finished. Nice. What What do you think of the game? Because I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of it's fifty fifty. People either get it or they don't get it. Um, Meaning like. I can. I never. I never yeah, played the. Like pa- I never. Go ahead. No, I'm saying either you like it or you just. Or it's kind of like oh, Peter Molyneux is full of shit. I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> I never got a sense of that when I. I never played the first two games. So this is my first time playing Fable. Um, I don't get a sense of that. It's it's an okay game. Um, controls could have been better. But um. I don't surprised to see anything wrong. Story is great. Um, I'm surprised the characters, the characters, um, characterizations of the character of uh, of the people of doing different things that I don't see normally on other games. That's some that's almost similar to that. Um, it's a good, well, it's a good, well structured game to me. Josh, I've been playing a shitload of Black Ops, as I'm sure you know. But I haven't even started the uh, single-player campaign yet, which is very unusual for me. I usually polish that off before I even start multiplayer, but I got it at midnight launch, and I just jumped straight into multiplayer, and I've been having a blast. Gun game is addicting, so fucking addicting. And the only other thing I've been playing on is uh, Deathmatch, really, and... Usually I pretty much suck online, but I've been doing pretty damn good, at least for myself, with the uh, kill death death ratio up around 0. 0.8. <laughs> hey, I know it's not great, but considering I had a 0. 0.44 in uh, Modern Warfare 2, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna talk, man. I, I I suck at those games. You know, I'm, I'm I have it installed, and I'm about to jump into that as soon as we finish recording. And, yeah. But it, I, most of the time, I'm, you know, I get shot in the face, so whatever. Yeah, that's what I got used to. It's, I'm doing much better now. It's, it, it seems like I start off the match doing pretty bad, and then I'll go on a kill streak of like seven, and that yeah. sets me for the rest of the match. I get yeah. my for the rest of the match, I'm about even or maybe even a little under, but that one kill streak puts me over the top. Do you, do you think was, the game's actually better balanced now? Do you think the multiplayer is better balanced than it was in Modern Warfare 2? I think definitely. Um, uh. The weapon, or either that or the just weapons suit me better. Um, I'm not going down as easily, and which means that I have time to line up my shot. That, I think that's always been my problem. Uh, right. I take too much time aiming, and right. I always get killed because of it. But now... I have the time to line up my shot, even though I'm getting shot, and I get to take them out because I aimed and they didn't. Ah, uh, gotcha. Walter, why are you playing? Um, alright, I'm a <laughs> from a hotel. Um, I guess I, I I can say the stuff that there's a lot of stuff I played that I can't really talk about, but uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, PC titles and a lot of uh, 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 Medal of Honor, which I thought was I, I enjoyed it. You know, as a you know former army guy, I really liked the, the game itself. I thought it was a uh, uh, realistic in a lot of sense. The uniforms and the weapons and the sounds. The sounds are unbelievable. They're almost too close to life, to be honest. And um, uh, let's see, uh, Peace Walker, uh, Ghost of Sparta, God of War, Ghost of Sparta, PSP. Just beat that last night. Uh, fucking awesome game, man. You know, definitely better than God of War Three. You know what? In a sense, 
I'm going to go ahead and say yes because it felt like it's better paced and better focused. You know? Because I could, I started it up like, see, I started up a night before that and I had to stop and then I had most of the day yesterday and I was able to start from from uh, Saturday mid-afternoon and, and didn't finish it until like late in the evening. And, it, and I didn't feel like I was doing the same shit over and over again. It felt like it was very well polished and very focused. So in a sense, you know, kind of God of War kind of has its ups and downs. It starts really fucking... You guys play God of War 3, right? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you know, the, all of them. Yeah, you know, you know, the beginning is just fucking amazing. You, you're like, you get, it's like an adrenaline rush, you know? After you beat that first boss, you're like, holy shit, you know? And and then after that, it kind of kind of settles down, and then it, it goes up and down again, you know. And and the PSP title just kind of has a very nice pace throughout, and it's so beautiful, man. I mean, it could it could literally be released in HD on on the PSN, and everyone would just think it's that, you know, it's just like a uh what you call it a low quality PS3 game. It's like really really well done. There's not no load yeah. times too, which is amazing, dude. So I think it's a fucking badass game. That's my game of the year for PSP for sure. Um, wasn't it, was, than, was, I'm sorry. Wasn't ahead. it a, a Ready at Dawn that made that game? Yeah, yeah. This, they made the first one too, the Chains of Olympus. Right, right. Yeah, I thought, wasn't there a new story that I think Beyond was talking about that they turned in their PS or their PSP uh, dev kits? Oh, dude, I'm I'm not sure to be honest. With you. I didn't I didn't pick on that up, but um, I'm, I'm pretty sure they did because I'm pretty sure they did. I mean, like God of War, the God of War franchise up until God of War Three was like by far my favorite franchise, and God of War Three kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. It was still a great game, but then I remember right. Ready at Dawn. I mean, they made a really great PSP game, and you know it was more of the same, but it was still great. And then I heard that they were pretty much turning their dev kits, and I found out that this game came out. I mean, maybe Okami wasn't. <laughs> it's success enough for them to stay on consoles. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure, dude. They, they, hopefully, they are expanding into a full-fledged PS3 title. Maybe they're going to start working on that. But th- these guys are superstars in my book, man. They're making some fucking great games. So we'll see where they go yeah. from here. Well, I've been playing Call of Duty Black Ops, and I've been playing with other people like Ben and Josh. It's been pretty fun, but like. I- on one main gripe about it is that they need to fix the party system up. Like, yeah, it takes me like over ten tries to get into a match with my party. Every time we try to go into a match, a match, it disbands us. It then we have to invite everybody all over again, and it's like great problems for everybody. I just ended up not even playing with friends, just playing by myself online. Since it's that messed up, the multiplayer is broken on release. Do you think it's a bandwidth issue? Oh, Bandwidth history, um, about how many? Yeah, I've noticed that too. Yeah. Because I mean, way way back when with Halo, I mean, well, I mean, Halo Three broke Xbox Live for a month straight, if I remember correctly. But I mean, as far as this game, they knew that it was going to be a bigger hit than Modern Warfare Two, and from what I remember, Modern Warfare Two didn't really have any online issues. They did on release day. Yeah, I know that. Well, the day of, yeah, but I mean, you know, things can, unexpected things can go happen, but it, it's still happening. That problem you're talking about, right? Isn't that still happening to oh, yeah, day? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like last night, I was trying to play with um some of the load save point people from Lisa Foyle's website, um, like Dan and Townhouse, and I was having fun with them, but like um, every time I try to invite them into a like a multiplayer match, we just get disbanded, so we just decided to play a private match. And that was pretty fun, but we like to play online to get more experience. 
Oh, is that the match that I was in with you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Do with you... only four players? No, it, no, no. We was go no. You, it was somebody else that we was playing. We was playing against T-Back Radio. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> we was picking them out. <laughs> I, I love those fucking guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time I hear T-Back Radio, I just smile. <laughs> yeah, I listen. I listen to my first episode today. It's a really good show. Oh yeah, those guys are great. Any of you guys going to PAX East? I am. Unfortunately, I'm not. After all, I'm not sure. I have to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, but dude, uh, I've got my. Well, all the tea bag guys are gonna be over there, so we're gonna do a big ass fucking. Every night we're gonna be like linking together and getting stupid. So make sure you, you know, stay in touch. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I live right outside Boston, so I've already, I've got my ticket. I'm going. I missed it last year. I'm not gonna miss it this year. Sweet. I'm gonna have to miss it this year. Uh, that sucks. I know. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year. Yeah, man. I like. I want. I want to go to Pax East so bad. Um, I'm even trying to get a job to go down there. They save up money. <laughs> they stay at Josh's place if he has. Yeah, exactly. That's what. That's what Dustin was gonna do. Yeah, uh, I was gonna do I, that. <laughs> I've got four bedrooms. I got plenty of room. Hey man, I went to Pax Prime last year, and we were we were like four people in a room. So make it happen, everyone. That's what it's all about. Dude. It's about it's not it's not about the convention or the games. It's about meeting all these people, and meeting up, and getting dumb and having memories. So that's yeah, what it's right. about, dude. Yeah, so awesome. I, got, I got four bedrooms, a couch, and a floor. I'm good. That's all you need. Javi just hit me up and said, like, I'm going to be sleeping on your floor next summer. And I'm like, oh, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle. Oh, Seattle? Yeah. 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 So, he, more than welcome to come at Pax Prime if you want to. Sweet. Shit, man, I kind of regretted Pax, Pax Prime because I didn't really listen to podcasts at the time. And I didn't know who, like, Gover was. I, I was ignorant of podcasts, so I didn't know what was beyond and all of that. So yeah. I was completely clueless when I went to the um, IGN meet and greet. When I saw oh, it. Oh, no shit. You missed out. We had to go over uh, meet and greet the next night, and it was fucking crazy. We had shit little people. I heard, man. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, dude. It's really cool. And I, I have something planned for PAX East and Prime. I'm going to have something planned for you guys. So it's going to be cool. Sweet. That awesome. Anything for uh, San Diego? Oh, Comic Con, yeah, I'm gonna be there too. I got something for that too. Me, uh, me and Greg are going for sure. Uh, yeah, me and Greg are gonna be there for sure, and uh, I'm not sure who else, and maybe Jessica. But um, I got, we have something for you guys too, because last year was a success, and we're gonna make it bigger this year. Awesome! I should be there, so sweet. I pray that I go to San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> Dude, I I am the luckiest guy in the world. I'm going to all this stuff and. A year ago, I never saw myself here, so this is crazy. And it's being paid for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you paid have for to pay. Yeah. yeah. It's work now. And now it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's it? true. Ah, I got to go to Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? I got to go to E3, shit. Got to go to E3. I got to go to QuakeCom. Oh, that BlizzCom, I tell you. Yeah. I'm getting tired of all these cons. <laughs> I know. All well, these cons. God. It's getting really fucking annoying, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. I know after um, PAX Prime this year, 
I was so fucking tired. I like slept like three days straight to recuperate. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, it's fucking crazy. You really sleep those weekends, man. You just you're at you're at the convention all day long and then all night long you're at parties and shit. It's it's fucking crazy. Yeah, Pax is gonna go from what nine a.m. till two a.m. on uh, Saturday and Sunday or something like that. Or no, one till one p.m. to two a.m. on Friday. 9 to 2 a.m. on Saturday, and then, like, 9 to 6 on Sunday. Dear God, yeah. I, feel, I feel bad for their PR dudes. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. That sounds like fun. You already talked about You know, honestly, honestly, I only hit up half of the panels and shit, and I just, I ended up just walking around, because if there's a, if there's a long-ass line, like, this past pri- uh, uh, Prime, uh, what's it, PAX Prime, I had media passes, so I didn't have to do the lines. That's the only reason I was playing games and shit. But if there's a long-ass line, you know, that shit, I just walk right by, man. Like, what I was looking forward to was the stuff outside the convention, where we're like, hey, we're going to meet up for drinks here, and we go and you <coughs> talk, to, talk to people you don't talk to all year long, or you only see an icon on, on the Internet, man. That's, that's for me, that's the fun part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just want to get into that GameScoop panel. You're going to have to reserve me a spot for that. Yeah, for sure. If you guys are going, hit me up. I'll, I'll research spots for all the IGN bloggers. Yeah. I guess I'll see you at PAX Prime then instead of East. Hey, man. One or two, right? Let's <laughs> get on to news. You can sell me a Let's be fair. Until I have that game in my hands, it's, it's <laughs> continuously delayed. It's still yeah, delayed. Exactly. My That's what I say. When was that? I was wow. looking for it right now. When was that game originally announced? The, the earliest story I could find. I didn't even really. Two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, it's been. I mean, over five years. Yeah. I'm assuming probably close to six years, depending on when it was announced. Yeah, and yeah. now they have announced GT six, so we can look for yeah. that in about 2017. Yeah. <laughs> The PS5. I'll, be a, I'll be raising a kid at that point, undoubtedly. <laughs> you gotta look at it this way. I'd rather have a game that's delayed and be great, except and have one that's released early and be crappy. Yeah. Well, let, me ask, let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys this question. Yeah, this game comes out and it's gonna be and it's on part of Grand Turismo, you know, four. And would would that be considered a failure? Or are you guys expecting this game to be one of the best games of all time? Just just because it's been so long in development. Grand Turismo I'm, 5? Yeah, yeah, Grand Turismo 5. Like, what What are your standards? What are you expecting? Like, from what I've played, you know, and all the builds I've played around, this thing is hardcore, dude. This game is no joke. If you're expecting, like, an arcade racer, you're going to be fucking on the wall, hitting the walls every 20 minutes, every fucking fuse, feet, or whatever it is in the track, that's, you know? That's why racing games are not for me. Well, the um, simulation one. 
Right. Dude, this thing is no bullshit. They're not they're hiding it. This is a racing simulator, and and the new physics engine is fucking amazingly good, man. I I, I actually I played every other game in the series. I've played one, three, and five, and I will be playing five. I've got it pre-ordered. Right. I personally, I I loved. I mean, admittedly, I uh, I played I think three and four, and I. A B prologue, which that was a really great game, but I mean, in the end, I mean, it's person is a full retail game of five. It is a demo. Yeah. And I love the hell out of Forza. And I know what I'm getting into. I know this game's going to be hardcore. And I yeah. love that. And it's unfortunate Absolutely. that Chris Roper doesn't work for IG anymore because that guy was so, I mean, I would talk to him occasionally on Facebook. That guy was so knowledgeable about cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He knew, he knew what he was talking about. It's unfortunate. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming Ryan Geddes is doing the review for five now. I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is too. And, and Gettys knows his cars too, man. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, like I remember I wrote um, Roper on Facebook one time. I was like, "Well, what do you think about Forza?" And you know, Roper was all about Ferrari. And he's like, yeah. "You know, Forza. I mean, it's it's really good, but it seems like um, one this Ferrari Italia or whatever Ferrari California, whatever it was, was the second short on its time. You know, top speed. So he's like, yeah. it's not perfect. So I mean, he knew what he knew what he was talking about just off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, and. I, I know this game is going to be so amazing. The graphics are fantastic. I mean, it, it better be amazing after five years of waiting, or, you know, possibly six, depending on it was announced. Yeah. But, I mean, and I read a story that it seems like some of the cars, like, I forgot, I think it was a it was a Honda or a Toyota. It was a certain car. Like, there's, like, 60 of one type of car. So it seems like right. they are t- kind of milking a certain type of car to make their numbers bigger. I think the final numbers were over 1,000, like 1,050 cars or something like that. So, I mean, the game's going to be yeah. massive. Yeah, See, like that, that, the question last week where it was like, if you want to play any game on a deserted island, this is it. This is going to be <laughs> this is going to be a lot of time out of your life. We were steering okay. wheel. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, I'm not I'm not good at simulators at all. Like every time I play like a racing game, my car always ends up like one percent damage. I have to pay money to get it get that shit repaired so it can be in form of the next race. Right. But I always told my cars I can't, I can't handle the physics, um, the physics for it. Yeah. So I, I'm just like an arcade racer guy. Dude, so I, I, I played the. Go ahead. Sorry. That? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, how would the like you know Forza? One of the big things that they were pushing was like the actual like crushing physics. I know that the cosmetically the the or the cosmetically the crashing is actually better in five, better than Forza. But how was the actual like tumbling or you know turning cars over? How was that? Um, I actually haven't, I haven't seen that, I haven't experienced that beforehand. That's probably going to take more place in like the rally uh, uh, mode or something. And yeah. I haven't actually haven't touched any of that. Uh, the last build I touched was in uh, Pax uh, Evo. Yeah, the one we had here for Extra Life was the same one that was running at Pax Prime. Oh yeah, Pax Prime. And I got to sit down with that. We have a steering wheel setup and the 3D goggles and all that shit. And uh, you know it's pretty pretty amazing, dude. I got I got into a, a four wheel drive Lambo in the Nuremberg rig, and it to the it got to the point where um you know I've done a, a little a slightly a little bit amount of like competitive racing in my time, and, and not just in the street but actually on like road courses. Mm-hmm. So when you you know when you come into the apex of a turn and you just tap the brake slightly so you get the traction back in. It, 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 it's actually you can actually feel it in the steering wheel when you're in that game, and that blew me away because that never happens. Awesome. You know, 
it, so it's it's little things like that that it makes you think like holy shit this is this has potential to be like r- fucking amazing this could teach people to be professional drivers if they took it serious enough yeah you know right. again that game's a beast that's for sure yeah a beast that I would never able be to be controlled. <laughs> Dude, out of all the people I was watching, I was watching. I was in line. Five people were in front of me, and I was talking to the PR person the whole time. And people were just on the wall and crashing. And and like, it, it's like it's like real life. If if your back tires touch the grass, and obviously you're gonna slip out. And so they're just fucking, you know, hyperglide and hit the fucking hit the wall, right? And I was probably like the only one who was actually keeping it somewhat on the on the course because the 3D stuff was throwing me off a little bit. I kept wanting to look around. I was like, "Wow, look at that!" You know? Yeah. And, uh, but it's like you can tell it's hardcore. And a lot of people were like coming away with a smile, but at the same time they're like, "Holy shit! How am I going to be able to play this game?" You know? So it's gonna be interesting to see how many people actually get into it. You know? Without turning it down, because there's a bunch of settings so you can turn it down and make it just an arcade game if you wanted to. <laughs> That's good. Different people that need to be needed to be accessible. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Well, if there's an arcade setting, then it's my game. Then. Yeah, yeah. The the rally modes in arcade are the blast, dude. Okay. Um. Onto other news. Nintendo is trying to get the phrase "it's on like Donkey Kong" copyrighted. I'm actually surprised that wasn't. Or Nintendo. I'm surprised they haven't actually. I'm surprised that's not their term already. Yeah, me too. It's it seems kind of obvious that they would. Especially how protective Nintendo is of their property. Yeah. I say it's I say it's a little too late, you know, because we've been using the, that phrase for like years upon years. Yeah, it's it's priority uh, into the common usage. They can't take it. I wonder why they would just. Just use the. It's not like they're gonna get sued for their own game. Just go ahead and use the as for their ad campaign. Yeah, exactly. I think they just want to get it copyrighted so that if anybody else decides to start using it now, or in any way whatsoever, it's like Michael Buffer has uh, the Let's Get Ready to Rumble uh, copyrighted. Can't say that. At least not the way he says it, without getting sued, or unless you have permission. Yeah, there's no way they're gonna win this. This this is just more like a PR stunt than anything else, you know, to get build up a small amount of noise for Donkey Kong that's coming out soon. Yeah. How do you think that game's gonna do? I think it's gonna do good, man. From what I've seen, it's actually I'm not sure if I can even talk about it, but I think it's a good game. That's what I'm gonna say. Well, I mean, as far as sales go, not the game itself. Oh, the oh the sales? Yeah. Honestly, I think it's gonna do very fucking well. I mean, you look at the studio behind it. It's uh, it's retro, and you know, retro does fucking amazing work. You know, Metroid trilogy. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. And and even the guys like me who are like jaded Wii players, I really don't want to waggle anything at nobody. You know, <laughs> unless it's like in the privacy of my room and there's a lady in the room. And um, uh, right, right. Well, then she's blown up or nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and um. <laughs> And I still and I still want to get my hands on it. If it, it looks great, it feels it feels great from what I've seen. You know, everything you guys see in the screenshots is a fun game. You know, so sweet. Right. Well, we'll I I have pretty much no interest in the game because I don't have any interest in Wii. So yeah, I I can totally see that coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have really fond memories of the original country back when I was a kid. 
Oh, yeah, I love that. I love that game. And I mean, had I had a Wii, I would definitely buy it. I mean, assuming it's good, which from what you're saying, well, it, I mean, it seems like it's going to be. Yeah, I, it seems. I don't know if I like the retro. It seems like they're moving backwards with that game. I mean, they were really pushing the Metroid series as a whole. I mean, when I mean, eventually the third one got voice acting and seemed like a better story, and now they're making yeah. a two D side scroller, or a two D plane side scroller. I don't know. It seems like seems like a step back for the studio itself. I don't mind the game that the game's coming out, but just right. as far as Metro's involvement, well, it's like I'm, I'm actually I'm in the office right now, right, recording this, and I'm looking at Craig Harris. Right now, he's in the office right now, but playing it, and and to say that it's a step backwards, it's a kind of like a you have to look at it in this per- perspective. Uh, the game, the level design in this thing, I think it's gonna it's, it's gonna want to make it's gonna make the game, and it's super creative and it's fun and the multiplayer aspect too. So I think that's 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 a big point right there. Right, I'm not saying it's gonna be a bad game. I just just for the studio generally speaking, it seems like I don't know, it seems like an odd move. I guess I'll, I'll call it. Well, wasn't the, the Prime series, wasn't it, like, uh, didn't it underperform for them? Um, I think to some extent. It, I think in the U.S., or, you know, in maybe Europe, U.S., and Canada, that's really the only place it was popular. I think in Japan, it pretty much bombed for that. Exactly. For that. exactly. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a good step for them to actually concentrate on, on, on foundations again and make something popular and get their brand out there so they can possibly, you know, take over another franchise and rework it and make it beautiful again, you know? Yeah. That's the thing with Eternal. They always do that with their old franchises. They always bring back, like, Donkey Kong, Mario. You can, yeah. you can expect them to always do that. And basically, all I think they're doing is putting new skins on them. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, Walt, don't tell Craig Harris I said that. <laughs> I won't. He, <laughs> he might have heard me. I don't know. <laughs> well, you can tell him that I have no interest in the week. <laughs> But I do listen to voice chat, so... <laughs> so do I, yeah. If people people say that's, like, the least listened to podcast on IGN, but I I still love it, undeniably. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I started listening to it when Bromley went on, to be fair. Awesome, but <laughs> yeah, I was listening to it back when it was Week, week in Review and back when Fran was on it. I, I'll, I'll admit I didn't, wasn't crazy about it, but, I mean, I did love... You gotta love Bozart. Yeah, boys on, boys on the shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I've been completely enjoying it since I started listening to it again. I I did listen to it when I first started listening to all the other ones, but I just started. I, I don't play Wii. Why am I listening to this? And then when uh, <laughs> uh, Bromley went on, I was like, well, if Bromley's on there, then it, it, it's got to be at least somewhat interesting. Yeah, spike in the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bromley can make shit interesting. Especially his fucking language. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the most interesting point part. It's the only clean one left on, on IGN. Yeah. We'll see how long that lasts. After seeing the, what, where Three Red Lights and GameScoop and pretty much Beyond is, has, is going, yeah. I can't imagine that the voice chat's going to go that or not go that way with Bromley on yeah. that show. No way. Yeah. And GameSpot debriefing. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh yeah. The introductions they have. Oh my god! Like Scott Brown's like, "What up, motherfuckers?" Or something like that. <laughs> you have bitches. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, this is Bromley. Yeah. Yes. Damn. Oh, you should hear some of the stuff he says on that that podcast. Oh my god, the story about him shitting his pants—that was classic. 
Everybody knows how I feel about IDJ4, but uh, I pretty much bought my PS3 to get it, and uh, I was highly, highly, highly disappointed with it. And I loved Red Dead Redemption when I first started playing it, and but by the end, I was just like, okay, I'm done. I'm over it. I finished the game and just basically went and traded in immediately. Wow. Yeah, well. I did play Holy, though. Yeah, Holy was fun. As far as as the L.A. Noir trailer, like, I don't care if that game's mechanics are, like, totally crap. I don't care if the story's crap. I don't care if anything. Everything is crap. Those facial animations alone (laughs) seem like they'll pull me, uh, make me play the game to the end, if it's even playable. I watch I'm sure. I'm assuming it is. Those facial animations were amazing. Yes, dude. Oh, my goodness. um, How they, um, the, the facial expressions. Like you said, Benny was amazing. I like, like everything else looked generic to me. Like the um, the body, uh, everything other than the face was like pretty generic for me. Nothing, nothing really stood out in the trailer. But as you were saying, Josh, uh, the thing that does have me interested is the noir factor because, as a lot of you might know, I love movies. Hence my nickname, Movie Guru. And, really, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I love classic movies, especially the film noir, so I'd really like to see how they treat that in a video game, just completely focused around it. Yeah, I like the premise. That definitely has me interested, that's for sure. Walter, have you seen it? Yeah, um, it's like it's like you guys said, the, the facial animations are, are fucking a step up, you know. They're definitely great, and it's to be involving, uh, but... There's a lot of gameplay aspects we they haven't shown, and and that for me is gonna make or break it for me because I love a good story, but it also needs to be, you know, wrapped around something I can get into, you know. Yeah. And it, it and if it's just you know Gran Turismo 4 with a you know different era wrapped around it, I'm not sure how I'm gonna feel about that because uh, in a sense the game engine in uh, Red Dead was a step forward. I thought it was a better engine, better built than. Grand Turismo 4, maybe because they scaled down a little bit in size. So, I'm definitely looking yeah. forward to it. I, but I definitely want to see a lot more, you know, before I before I slap money down on a pre-order or whatever. Oh, yeah. They yeah, didn't show no gameplay in it. So, all it was just like a trailer just showing off the graphics, in-game graphics. Well, we, you, know, you know the two things from Rockstar. You know it's going to be, uh, it's going to have interesting characters. Uh, the story's going to be amazing. And it's going to be a big world. It's going to be an evolving game. It's not a game you're going to be able to pick up and just do 10 minutes and, and save and walk away from, you know? But, yeah. it, but what I'm more interested in this game is the, is the fact that they're using Los Angeles in the time where there's no freeways, the roads was dirt, yeah. hardly any stuff. This is a pretty old school L.A. Pretty much this is for anybody who wants to see how Los Angeles looked before it is now. That's what I'm yeah. more interested in, to see how, how close they went with it. Yeah, and it also helps in their, it's helping its originality, too. Yeah, absolutely. As far as the setting. Yeah. Yeah, I like how they did that um, 
with New York and uh, Godfather, uh, the game, driving around New York in the 1940s where the only, like, real skyscraper was the uh, Empire State Building and getting all the boroughs and everything. That was pretty yeah. damn cool. But that wasn't Rockstar. Nope. You know, you know, if you're going to play a Rockstar game, you're going to get some controversial stuff. So I'm just waiting to oh, see what yeah. going to do. Like having, uh, I don't know, having like some racial terms being slurred around. Did Red Dead have any controversy behind it? Uh, not really. Not really, not that I saw. Uh, only the, uh, the, the, the drunk Irish guy there. But the thing is, though, if you notice, if you notice, every time Rockstar has controversies, every time uh, a lawyer, some parents group is up in arms, but this time around, when the Red Dead came out, there's nothing pretty much that was wrong with it. Yeah. Right, but I think, it's, I think, at least for that game, I think it's kind of hard to relate to, just based on the setting alone. I guess there is violence. I guess if people want to complain, I guess there is language, and there's, I guess, some Irish stereotypes. But, I mean... And no one could really relate to it. I don't think anyone was going to strap on their boots and get their six-shooter and really do anything. Yeah. Have you been to Texas? No. <laughs> I've been to Texas. I have, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my family lives down in Texas. <laughs> I do not like there's, there's, still, there's still a lot of parts of, in Texas that people do want to slap on their six-shooters and shit. Right, but I mean, as far as, like, on the scale of a Grand Theft Auto controversy, where people are blaming their, or kids are blaming their crimes on Grand Theft Auto. I don't think it's nearly on that level, is what I'm saying. No, absolutely yeah. not, but... Yeah. Well, see, hopefully those days are, hopefully well, those days are over, because that's, that, that shit is just bullshit for our industry and our hobby, you know, it's just garbage. Yeah. Right, yeah. We've had, we've had this discussion pretty extensively on our first episode. Yeah. Yeah, but the Supreme Court case, Right, yeah, as far as people being influenced by video game violence or whatever, what have you. So listen to that episode, readers, for more information on that. <laughs> Don't <laughs> it, it's, it's available on iTunes. Yeah, we're now on iTunes. Sweet. You just got one more place to go. <laughs> okay. Um, Zoom Marketplace? What's up? Supermarket? Zoom Marketplace? Forget it, continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was kind of confused at first too, but now I know what you're talking about. No, say it, say it. I said Zoom Marketplace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about, right? Fuck Microsoft, they're evil. <laughs> <laughs> say anything about Microsoft. You, oh, and you got an it. Xbox. Hey, it's circumstances. <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> You're biased, right? That's all I know. Hypocrite. You're hypocrite. No, I'm not. My PSC died. I won a free one from IGN. What can I do? <laughs> get it. <laughs> go get it fixed. What if it's unfixable? It's, it's fixable. What are you talking about? It's unfixable. <laughs> <laughs> fixable for $300. I had an old fatty one. Actually, to get a PS3 fixed is $192.96. Shit, everybody's attacking me. Trust me, because just the other night, I just paid to have my little brothers getting his fixed. Yeah. It, I got yeah. mine fixed for and when mine died. And that was my tax money that I had to use up. Damn. So he 
right now I'm the more I'm the world's best brother to him. Right now I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. My Xbox has already lasted longer than my uh original PS3 did. Yeah, it wow. seems like my Xbox is ready to die at any time. <laughs> Which I think sometime this month is when my three year warranty for my second Xbox finally dies and that's that's depressing. Yeah, I've had mine for just under a year. When I got my PS3, it died eight months later. What? Yeah. And it was backwards compatible. They replaced it with a uh, non-backwards compatible. I was so pissed when I found that out. That's <laughs> you think You think you'd be able to argue against that? Yeah. Uh, I didn't find out for another, like, seven months until I, did, I tried to uh, pop uh, GTA uh, San Andreas in there. And it didn't work. Yeah, by the way, guys, this topic is riveting. We need to move on. What's nice, Ray? Okay, um... Let's see, um... War for Sabbath Round 2 was announced. Did anyone play the first what? one? War for Transformers? Transformers? Yep. I loved it! Yeah, I know you did. I mean, come on, it was one of the best Transformers games in a long time. I've never there, played any Transformers game. Is there a good Transformers game other than the War for Cybertron? Boy, no. <laughs> there isn't. There isn't. No, one for the PS2 The one on the PS2. Yes. You're crazy, man. <laughs> I'm that crazy. That is crappy. It was crappy. It's for the PS2. Oh, I can't believe you even... I can't believe you brought that back up. Crappy games for the PS2. <laughs> <laughs> I left a bad taste in my mouth. That's the greatest yeah. game. That game left a bad taste in my mouth, and you just brought it back. <laughs> well, yeah, enjoy thank you, Ray Ray. Hope you enjoy it. Damn it. Um, I can't wait for War for Cybertron 2. I enjoyed Did it. announce the release date for that game? 2012. Oh, thank God. I was hoping it wasn't going to come out this or next year. I was. It seems like lately, especially with Brotherhood, it seems like people are trying to annualize their games. Brotherhood was just stupid. For a game of that size, or what it should have been, one year later is dumb. Thank God Cybertron 2 is not doing that. Oh, Assassin's Creed? Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but. We're just going to see how it is when it comes out officially. We'll see. Maybe Walter knows more about this. About what, Brotherhood? Yeah. I can't really talk about it. <laughs> it it's, in the, it's in the office. I got my hands on it. That's all I can say. Okay. That's Maybe we should wait it to, 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 to ask. Um, yeah, it's, I can't. I really wish I could say stuff because I really... Uh, whatever. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, yeah moving on. <laughs> moving on, people. Um, EA, EA makes the first M-rated licensed sports game the Fight Night Championship. I wonder I wonder if they're doing that as a PR stunt. I don't really see... I mean, I've seen the pictures, I and mean, there's the blood within the fighters. I mean, that makes sense as far as reality goes. I don't... Well, I wonder if that was really necessary. If anything, it's really going to... Well, it might hurt its, uh, its sales. Although, yeah, it might, you know, maybe, it, maybe it'll help with the publicity. I don't know. Uh... I'm not a big boxing fan to start off with, and it's not like boxing is huge in this country anymore. And just restricting your audience is, I don't think it's a very good idea for a boxing title. 
But, and, but there's not really any kind of sports title that you can really say would be an M-rated game, logically, other than a boxing or an MMA, but I'm not interested in really in either of those. But I find it hard to see a little kid wanting to, you know, watch Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, I mean, maybe at the same time, maybe in the end, I think maybe sales would probably be level, if not maybe a little bit better, because of the publicity and maybe people that have the sale or the franchise has become stale, but then maybe they'll pick it up for just that reason alone. But it seems yeah. like EA is making a push, especially with the press release of our new game is rated on blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. Um, next is Call of Duty sold over 5 million Activision. Um, no, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Call of Duty. Ah, damn it, Ray. Get your story straight. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love you too. Yeah. Okay. Um, Call of Duty sold with five million dollars. Um, Activision. Three sixty. You mean five million copies? Yeah, over five million copies. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Get off my butt. <laughs> Activision. <laughs> okay. Um, Aaron. Um, Activision three hundred sixty million dollars of revenue. Which is fifty million dollars more than Modern Warfare Two. Yeah. Is anyone surprised by the sales? I actually I really, am. No. Not at all. I I I would have been surprised had I not known that they were expecting it to do better due to pre-order and stuff like that. I think the real yeah. question. I think the real question is where does it where does the franchise go from here as far as sales and popularity? Is this really the peak? Because, I mean, it only, if you think about it, it makes sense that Black Ops did better than Modern Warfare 2 because that was really, like, everyone everyone's getting that game for the first time. Everyone's going to buy their first, in a way, everyone's going to buy their first, its first sequel, which is Black Ops, or the, the franchise's sequel. I wonder, right. since this game is doing so well, is this, I think it, this has to be their peak. I don't know. I wonder if people, I think people are going to be excited to see what Infinity Ward will bring next year since, like, a lot of the people left and to some stage back, they got new people on. Um, people are going to be, um, you know, curious of what they can do now. Since, like most of the people left. So it might it might um, be better than this year. I don't know. It could be. And then Activision did hire, uh, or well, I think Assemble, uh, Sledgehammer Games just for the Call of Duty franchise itself. So, And they announced that a little while back. So they might, Sledgehammer, might, their, next year might be their... Uh, their time for a Call of Duty title. I'm not sure, though. Maybe you know better than I do. Well, yeah. well honestly, you know what it, it looks like to me? Uh, every once in a while, a game kind of just penetrates pop culture and it becomes a part of every time. It's like Mario Brothers. Uh, back in back in my day, uh, you guys are probably young bucks back then, uh, when, you <laughs> know, The Wizard came so. out. Okay, there you go. You can relate. Yeah, so you can relate. Remember, you guys remember The Wizard? Yeah. The movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember yeah, the like uh, of like Super Mario Fred Savage? Yeah, I know yeah. a movie yeah. did, uh, debuted. And, a, and everyone was going ape shit because it was like, oh my god, you finally get to see Super Mario Bros. Three, and there's this whole scene with a giant screen, the kids playing Mario Bros. I think with their power glove and shit, which is fucking horrible. But um, <laughs> it became like it, it, it helped it, it after that point. Mario Bros. became like a, a pop culture thing, you know. Uh, everyone knew that damn plumber, and it still is to this day, you know. And I think. Uh, to a sense, the Call of Duty brand, now this is, you know, whether it's the developer or not, it doesn't matter if it's Infinity Ward or um, or uh, Treyarch or whatever, um, the brand itself has already, has hit a peak 
and that it's being covered on, on Entertainment Tonight on all those fucking channels, you know. So yeah. if this is if, if this is a peak, maybe maybe the next numbers aren't as high, but it's it's at a point now where it's almost at a halo level where you know something comes out, it's covered all over the place, you know. So I am very interested to see what the next one does, but I'm not surprised whatsoever with the success this one's had. Yeah, they were talking about that on something I was listening to this week. Um, they were talking about this. It was a sports show, and um, they talked about the commercial. And they're like, that's Kobe Bryant on there. He's in the, the commercial shooting a gun for Call of Duty yep. Black Ops. And they're talking yep. about what kind of impact that has on mm-hmm. the NBA uh, because of the whole, um, what's his name, uh, Agent Zero there for Washington. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. Him bringing a gun to the arena last year. Gilbert Arenas, and he's like, oh, they, this has to have some kind of reper- repercussions for Kobe Bryant, and this is what Call of Duty is causing, but like, like I said, I was surprised by it because I just, I thought that uh, the Modern Warfare games were the more the popular ones because they're modern times, and I, mean, I think people were interested in the past as World War Two or Vietnam or anything like that. Right. So I, I, I mean, wonder I did know there was more pre-orders and everything, but I still wasn't expecting it to do as well. I was expecting it to be incredible game sales, but just not measured up to Modern Warfare Two, which is like the biggest of all time. Right. I wonder just how knowledgeable the mainstream audience for Call of Duty really were. I mean, while they know, I mean, I guess maybe judging off the weapons and what was happening, you couldn't really tell what era um, Black Ops was in, really. Yeah, that's true. So, and in well, the in World at War, I mean, it was obvious that yeah. World at War was in World War II in Pacific Theater, just judging from yeah. the weapons themselves and uh, um, camouflage and what have you. So. Yeah. Well, because you bring up a very interesting point for me. You said the mainstream audience. Uh, right now, um, you have everyone from fucking uh, I just Justine, you know her from YouTube, right? Yeah, right. She she I have her doing her little video blogs about how excited she is to jump on uh, Black Ops. When you know, obviously she's not a hardcore gamer. You know, I don't think she is anyway. You know, and, and you have you have this brand penetrating so many different different eras of social networks and everything. You know, it's it. I'm very interested to see what the mainstream thinks. It's like I have a console. I'm going to get hit Black Ops. What else is there to me? I mean, that's that's a, that's kind of like the, the 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 message they're receiving at home. They're watching all these commercials and talk, watching all of us talk about it, and they want to be a part of it. You know, whether yeah. whether they enjoy themselves in a the game or not, it's a different story. It's one of those kind of like almost like an impulse buy. It's like a no-brainer buy. It's like I have a 360. Like Avatar. Go buy yeah. It. Yeah. So you know, it's I think that's that again speaks to the success of the franchise. That it's somehow become like a like a like it was, like Air Jordans used to be back in the day. Everyone had to have it, you know? Yeah, especially in the IGN boards. It seems like, I can't imagine a game, maybe, I'm sure if once we get a bigger install base, maybe some generation feature where consoles are just doing insanely well, way better than they are now. I can't imagine a game, on a, a multi-platform game, doing much better than it is now. Because I remember whenever the predictions, there was a few predictions that didn't end up happening for GTA 4, that the game was going to sell 5 million copies on day one. And I remember Eric Redvig on a podcast, he said, oh my god, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. 
And eventually it didn't happen for GTA. It got, you know, I think it did like three, maybe almost four. I don't remember exactly. But now, I mean, this is, it's just like, it seems like for Call of Duty, that's just a drop in the bucket. Obviously, I mean, they made it. So I yeah. wonder just how much be- more successful a game can be, especially one that's annualized, as that condition would put it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good question. Makes you, makes you wonder what Gran Turismo 5 is going to do. Oh, it's not good. I, don't, I doubt it. Well, it'll definitely be a PS3 seller. I don't know. It, no, it won't be that great, maybe down the line. I know that the, the Gran Turismo series is broken records. It was on the PS2. It, I mean, it sold incredibly well, if you look at the numbers from way back when. I don't think it's really I, mainstream yet. It's just targeted towards... No, I think you're wrong. I mean, Gran Turismo, as a brand, is a worldwide known brand when it comes to, to racing games. This thing's all over the place. Um, in Europe and in everything, that's a standard. There's the Forza yeah, did, yeah, sure. did not do good in Europe. It, it, it's fucking Gran Turismo, you know? No, don't be wrong. I'm not saying it's going to be bad, but I wonder, like, in, especially in comparison to 4 on PS2, or whatever right. the last one was on PS2, uh, yeah. I don't think the numbers are going to match up, especially simply because the num- uh, PS3 um, install base right now is not nearly there for PS2 <coughs> at, in its prime. But, I mean, it'll definitely do well, and it's definitely going to sell systems, undoubtedly. But as far as competing with daily numbers with the Call of Duty Black Ops, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. Let's see that. We're, we're, we're close. Didn't Gran Turismo 5 got um, announced being um, being made right now? You mean 6? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think that's... I mean, I think people... I don't think that was much of a surprise since the series is... I don't think it's ever going to go away, really. I, I think it is a surprise that they're announcing it already, considering Five hasn't released yet, and how long it right, took Five to be developed. It wasn't uh, necessarily it wasn't a complete announcement. It was more right. like a mentioning that they have a very yeah. small core team, just kind of already going over some things for Six for the next one. They didn't even call it Six, you know, for wow. for the next in the series, you know. Wow. Yeah. Maybe it'll be the Gran Turismo epilogue. <laughs> Maybe you, you never know. I mean, all the developing houses do this. They, as, as soon as the game is released, they, they they retain a small amount of people who are dedicated to you know refining stuff and trying to figure out what they're going to do next. So yeah, we'll see. We're just a couple days or a couple weeks away. Yeah, or one week away, just about. Okay, now on to yeah. listener mail. Sweet. <laughs> I think the concept of having more peripherals would make me cringe. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm oh, you're, talking about the, you're talking about the Kinect. I, I think eventually Microsoft's going to release something that you need to attach to yourself in order to enjoy the game a little better, especially considering the limitations it has in space already. Well, you need you need at least, what, eight feet, nine feet of space in order to, for the camera to detect you properly. 
So I, I think it's a matter of time. I think that I think that concept is is it's nice on paper, but there's no such thing. There, there's always going to be something in attachment, in attachment. Yeah. Well, that's the number one rule in any consumer product. What, what can you attach to it? You know, consoles are based off of that. Consoles released. You have you buy a console, but guess what? You still have to buy an attachment. You have to buy a controller. You have to buy a a, a game. You know, so the idea of like them not adding stuff onto it. That's never going to go away. Yeah, I mean, to some extent. I'm just waiting for PowerGlove to come back, personally. Maybe that should be the attachment for Connect. <laughs> <laughs> I know, the next step might be... The next step might be you're planning a chip in your brain. Never know. Yeah. I would not do that shit. Fuck that. <laughs> Microsoft. Mark of the beast. <laughs> if any, yeah, if anyone's going to do that, it's going to be Microsoft. <laughs> I'm down. Would you want to use my brain for anything else right, right now. Would you want a chip that's running Windows in your head? I would, I would not. Okay. Well, we'll see. Fucking Microsoft. And Zeph is probably sitting there like, terrible answer. No one can. <laughs> so, wait, to answer this question, no, I do not cringe at the thought of no more peripherals. If not, I'm, that makes me feel happy inside. Yes, me too. I'm cool with it. What about you, Desmond? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am quiet today. I am quiet today. Uh, what? No more peripherals? Yeah. You know what? Next question. I'm sorry. I'm, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> at least he's honest. <laughs> yeah, at least he's honest. <laughs> that, that's how, that's what he thinks of you, Jeff. You're not worth listening to. Damn. Oh. Yeah, man, disrespecting our listeners, man. That's, that's I'm not disrespecting nobody. I just want to listen. <laughs> okay, uh, the next question is by somebody, maybe Snack Pack knows. Um, it's okay. by AJ IGN. Um, yeah, yeah. I know that person. My coworker. That's my coworker right there. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that man looks like. He's so mysterious. <laughs> or you're a girl. If, if I told you, I have to kill you, so I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Does you got to first. <laughs> the question is, does the concept of a peripheral design to extend the life of a bad system make you cry? Is, is eight? I don't want to say he or her, but, I mean, is that a – who is – where is that comment going towards? Is that towards 360? I know that Microsoft – the whole point of connect for them, I mean, obviously just capitalizing on we use just money printing peripheral. I is that a knock at connect? Microsoft Microsoft did say that they are treating the release of Connect as another console launch. Well Yeah, nobody else is. <laughs> right, well that's what they wanted anyway. Well the three sixty yeah. the three sixty started out bad for me, you know. But like now they got this shit together with the um slim council, so um system itself is pretty cool. Yeah, a free console will do that to you. We'll change your perspective a little bit. <laughs> I still think the PSC is the best. I've got to change that. Um, Walter, what do you think about this? Oh, I don't... Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like the fact that each console has its own kind of personality, you know? And 360 has, like, a... It's a very much, like, a social console, you jump on that, you jump with your friends, you do your party stuff. Uh, to me, the PS3 is more of a, of, 
you know, I'm a little still kind of old school. I kind of like my my single player playthroughs and you know all that stuff. And to me, my PS3 kind of like brings that to the table. So, uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's kind of hard. I, I mean, I do I do understand how Microsoft is treating the Connect. You know, I, they have not they have very little else going this year. So I I would if I was them, I'd be focusing my my efforts on it too. So, uh, I don't know. I I think it's good for competition overall if they, if they spread their if they spread things out like that. Okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, to be to be fair, the last thing that any uh, you know anything that what they would want to do is release a new system. That just takes so much money with R and D and having to rebuild their in, an, an install base. The last thing they want to do is that. So I mean, as far as releasing a peripheral to help it, the lifespan of a system, I mean, that's and if it's successful, that's the dream of Nintendo. At Sony and Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, think of it too. Uh, do you guys really want to start thinking about buying another console and buying new games and all that shit? Do you really want to deal with that? I, I personally don't. I kind of want these consoles to, you know, have a, 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 as long a life as possible because the games are coming out incredible. Okay, the next one is by AJ again. <laughs> Was GameStop invented when Activision and EA started um, churning out iterations of the same game every year? Well, okay. I, yes. I think it's quite. It by the question is that um, since like EA and Activision making games every year, does did it help GameStop as a business? I think what helps GameStop is their used game sales. Yeah. I mean, and plus the rewards card. Not, I don't know if it's a rewards card, but just I think the dedication that people have to go in there for used games or whatever it is, even if it is a rip off, like especially if you're selling games there. I think that's why they're so huge. They, they're, I think I don't know if they were first to the game as far as uh, a chained uh, store, but I mean, if anything's helping them, uh, I don't think like, so. As huge, like as huge as they are, they're not the first. I don't think so. Uh, I don't, I don't remember seeing them until probably about five, six years ago when uh, I was first getting into like seeing all the game stores, like at the mall. It was. It wasn't GameStops, it was, uh, like, Software, et cetera, and Electronics Boutique, and... I mean, I think they're still the same company as EB, but uh, they weren't always GameStop, so... Right, EB and uh, GameStop were synonymous as far as... Those. I'm just saying, as far, I know that they weren't the first as far as a franchise, but as, as huge as they are, I don't think... They're oh, yeah, yeah, as far as being as big as they are, yeah. No right. one's ever come close. And, and they even, in some... They're so huge that they even have... Um, control over publishers' moves. Like, whenever Sony announced that they were going to have uh, the PSP Go, they basically told Sony that, you know, we're not going to sell your product if we don't have some type of equal grounds to sell physical physical games. Yeah. And Sony had to, you know, they buckled. So, I mean, well, I mean, to get back to the question, if, if anything helps that, that story the most, it has to be used games, though. Yeah, I think he was going that route because, yeah. like, Every, you know, you're not going to keep your game after the new Call of Duty comes out unless you really like it. Um, like, yeah. with the FIFA, with FIFA, Madden, and all of that, they stop actually updating the roster when the next game comes out. So you have to buy the next game, and when you buy the next game, you want to trade in your game. So that actually does help help them in the trade route. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Walter, you got anything to add on that? 
Um, not really. I'm not a really big fan of GameStop. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, neither am I. Don't I, blame you. I I prefer. You know, I don't know. I like the way things were before before they started monopolizing the, you know, the the market. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I got. I, I wasn't a big fan of what they did this week for their midnight release here. Oh no. Yeah, I do. I wrote a blog about it, but uh, they. For some reason, they won't let you coming in uh, beforehand and releasing your game like they always do. So they had people lined up, and at, at like 10.30 at night, they started letting people in to release their games, and then the people who released them could go in right at midnight and just take care of it. But uh, the line was so long that come midnight, there were still people waiting to release, including me. I was in the store at midnight waiting to release, and... Uh, I just released my copy and grabbed it right there. And I was only there for a half hour where there's a whole line of people outside uh, waiting for an hour and a half to get theirs who had to wait longer than me. Wow. I never got the whole midnight launch thing. I can, I can just wake up the next day and before work, walk in, get it, and go to work, whatever. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to do the midnight launch, but uh, I had a pretty busy week. Uh, Tuesday was my uncle's funeral, and uh, I was expecting my mother in sooner than she was. Right. So I wasn't expecting to be able to do anything on Tuesday, and Wednesday was the funeral, so same thing with that. And so Monday night was the perfect time for me. Right. <laughs> yeah, for me, I, I, I get way too excited to wait. Like for Reach, I went to the Midnight Launch, Modern Warfare 2, Midnight Halo 2. Uh, I just get too excited to wait. Right. Yeah, that's what that's what it was for Fallout and Fable for me. Well, I messed up and went to GameStop and got rid of Bad Company too. I got seven dollars for it. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> seven. That's awesome. Edge card. <laughs> and the guy, I was like, so what you want to use the seven dollars for? I was like, just put the seven dollars to the damn three sixty, dude. <laughs> seven dollars. Just seven dollars. How much is the game? Or at the time, how much is it worth retail? New. I had the. I bought the game for sixty bucks. Sixty. What? I would never forget sixty-five dollars and seventy-two cents. I, th I think Bad Company Two is still running at that price, isn't it? I, I, yeah, I think I it's down to forty. I think it might actually be down to thirty now. Yeah. I know it's not any higher than forty. Well, still seven dollars. They that's, and they sell the game like. Next to new, as far as the price goes. Yeah. I should have, I should have done what Hollywood said to do: sell the game through Amazon. I couldn't have got more for it. Oh yeah. Oh, you could have done Craigslist. I don't trust Craigslist. Yeah, fuck Craigslist. <laughs> the thing that amazed me is how cheap some of the games are that were released this year. Like Mass Effect Two, that's like the biggest game of the year. Most oh, so many people's game of the year, and um, I saw it at Blockbuster for ten bucks to buy. New? It's like holy shit! No, obviously used, but still okay, ten I'll bucks I'll for I'll Mass Effect Two, less than a year after it was released. Ten bucks? That's ridiculous. I'll buy that twenty. Again. Yeah, and that's how much it's usually selling for now is twenty used, and it's like twenty five for new. I think uh, Mass Effect 1 is still selling $30 new and uh, 25 used. Yeah. Wow. I guess there's just so many copies out there that they just 
when it's uh being used so fast. Yeah, had to cut the price. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's all too in, the, in in how things are going. How many people are trading him in, and and you know all that stuff. Yeah, I'm not trading mine, and that's my favorite game. <laughs> yeah, I admitted that I, I traded mine, and I I almost traded in Red Dead Redemption, but it's just because I'm so poor that I I mean I have a job and everything, but I just have to do it if I want to play new games. Unfortunately, how dare yeah, I would ne- I, I would never do it if I had the money. How dare you? How dare you? That's that's the curse of, of of being hooked on games right now. Everything's so fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, I found a new approach to it. Instead of trading in games, um, I just I pre-order them and I pay them off little by little. Instead of buying just a bunch of games that I'll never play, or I'll play for like an hour and then get sick of them, I won't buy those ten dollar games at GameStop. I'll just uh, I'll put ten bucks down towards a new game, and when it's out, it's already all paid for. It's like yeah. way away beforehand before it comes out. That makes yeah, you, I definitely need to do that. That makes you think about, like, how much would the games cost the next generation? Like, really? Probably going to go up to 70 I like Oh, yeah, probably like, $10 more. Oh, yeah. Right. That's yeah. been the trend since the PS1. PS1 was 40 PS2 was 50 Now it's 60 Well, at the same time, I mean, that, those are the numbers for uh, the U.S. I know when Modern Warfare 2 is coming out. I don't know how it is generally for gaming and elsewhere. But in Canada... I believe it was like Modern Warfare Two was going for insane prices in Australia, New Zealand. I think oh, yeah. it was going for crazy prices. Like we complain that sixty dollars. Well, to some extent, we complain that sixty bucks is too much. Where people are just getting straight ripped off, like seventy, eighty bucks, ninety bucks for Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, I think somebody was talking about that in Australia. Um, Halo Reach was selling for the equivalent of uh, one hundred and nineteen U.S. dollars. And general uh, actual retail price there is 119 US dollars, and that's the highest any game has ever sold for. He said, "I don't remember who it was, but it was someone on the blogs." I wonder why. I mean, I, I worldwide, I feel like the economy, to some extent, has been well, maybe not as bad as the US, but I wonder how they can get away with selling a game at that price, ripping people off. Uh, well, in a, in, a, in Australia, it has to do with an import tax. They, they're paying an import tax on that. That has nothing to necessarily do with uh, MSRP. MSRP might still be a standard, but there's a tax on on that particular item, especially video games and certain other electronics. In Australia, get that import tax. That's that's something that's not out of the publisher's hands. That's more like a state initiative or a country right. initiative. Yeah, but I would think it's consistent across all games. He was saying that that's the highest one ever. Like. Not all games sell for that much, so I would still think there would be one set price like there is here. Yeah. Man, um, I heard that Activision was even thinking about making Call of Duty, make Call of Duty online payable. And, like, when I was playing yeah. Black Ops, they have, like, this oh, yeah. little feed thing that tells you, like, facts about your friends and stuff and random information. And, like, at the bottom it says, like, Call of Duty, Black Ops, giving you free um, multiplayer. I'm like... Yeah, free multiplayer with every copy. It's like, okay, it's it's one thing to actually do it, but to come out and actually say that as a feature when there's no games that charge you for multiplayer makes it sound like they're doing something good for us. No, but I, I didn't like they're that. Not. It didn't at the didn't at the end of it to say have a nice day. I'm like these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they've always had to have a nice day on there ever since uh, Modern Warfare One. Yeah, have a nice day. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
But you was trying to you say think? something, Desmond? What? W- was you trying to say something? No, I was laughing. Oh, my. Shit. <laughs> Finger of judgment. Okay. Anybody else have anything to add on to that? Nope, next question. Okay, the next yep. question is from Mean. Mean Gasm. And I think this is more point for <laughs> You have just been affected by some reactive sludge. What super power do you get from it? Are you good or bad? Are <laughs> <laughs> we doing this again? <laughs> Josh, Josh, you, you know, just go ahead and get it out of the way. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> well, if it's uh, sludge, then uh, I, I'd have to say I, um, I, I got camo. I can blend into anything. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm, I like don't the, I'm like a chameleon. Right. I don't know if uh, Josh really needs some other external sludge. I'm sure when it comes to his other superpowers, he will produce in his own type of sludge, if you know what I mean. <laughs> 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 well, uh, Walter, um, last episode, um, Josh explained his superpowers <laughs> to us, and they, they seem kind of wrong in some way. <laughs> Only like, to you guys. <laughs> we were reading between the lines, Josh. <laughs> he says he wants... There were no lines to read in between. <laughs> he says he wants to be invisible with super strength so he can pounce on people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In other words, a rape. Well, that's the one there. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And it was them who got their minds into the gutter, not me. All right. No, no yeah, I hear you. That's how it always starts, man. It's like the invisible man. <laughs> that dude, he's just trying to not be noticed. Next thing you know. Yeah, I'm just trying to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> We've we've all seen Hollow Man. We know how it works. Yeah, dude. He was a good guy. He had good intentions, but you know, he couldn't until help he it. raped that woman. He couldn't help it. Well, he didn't actually rape. Well, he didn't show it, but he did. Come on. Yeah. Oh shit! What about you, Benny? What's your power? Uh, last week's answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, since everybody heard our answer, except Walter, you know, um, let's go on to Walter. What's yours? I always wanted to fly, man. That, I wanted, that'd be nice. Like, fuck the bus and the planes and all that shit. Just fucking fly. Be like, gotta be in packs in half an hour. I'll make it. You know? Well, yeah, I, I don't think that's shares those sentiments. Yeah. Okay, um, the next question, I think, as on. Wait, 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 wait. You just jumped over me. You just jumped oh, over I just, me. I just, did you listen to what I said? I said but she said if, we, if she said if we would get radioactive radioactive sludge, right? Yeah. Oh, here how we the go. how the hell can I be a Green Lantern if I just got um, infected? <laughs> okay, okay. You can be a radioactive <laughs> Green Lantern. No, I cannot. Okay. Jesus. Okay, man. Okay. So what's your power? What's your power? What's my power? Stretching ability. Yeah, like Mr. Fantastic. 
I'm just leaving it out there. I'm just leaving it out there. Stretching ability. All right. You done? You can interpret it. You can interpret it any way y'all want. Then interpret it. I let's just let's just say women will actually be calling you Mr. Fantastic after that. See? That 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 was a perfect that was a perfect Yes, that was on purpose. <laughs> yep, don't not skip over me again. <laughs> I did not try to skip over you. But anyways. The next question is um it adds on to this. What uses a superhero a supervillain name? And what uses weakness? I mean Gavin. Oh, a superhero and a weakness? Like what yes, would be your arch rival? What's your um, superhero uh supervillain name? And ah, ah. Oh damn, I don't know, man. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, go for it. Uh, what's the super vi- what's the super villain's name and his weakness? No, I think I think if you well, go ahead. Sorry. What's your superhero or supervillain name? If you are a superhero or a supervillain, are you good or bad? Um, if I was a superhero, my name would be Titan. If I was a supervillain, my name would be Knives. There we go. I thought it would have been Mr. Fantastic Lover. Titan feels more courageous than Fantastic. Like, <coughs> like I was a Titan in bed. <laughs> and what's your weakness? My weakness? STDs. <laughs> 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 that makes perfect sense. Uh, <laughs> hey man, you buy it all yourself. Uh-huh. My super my my weakness will be women. And they're sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Uh, I mean, just I said Captain America last week, so I guess my name would be Captain Mexican. Captain, <laughs> Captain, Mexico, <laughs> Captain Mexico, I mean, whatever you like. And, and Capitan, uh, yeah, it's Capitan, yeah, yeah. There we go. We can do that. Uh, as far as villain, uh, Captain Illegal Alien. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Although I am neither, just for the record. <laughs> What's my weakness? Uh, lack of green card. We'll go with that. Okay, um, we will deport you. <laughs> um, for mine, it'd be the black hole, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, since I'm black, you know. Um, but my weakness, the hope doesn't have a weakness, so. I have no weakness. No, there is a weakness for you. What is it? The man. The man? The man. You know, you know. if you're the black hole, you know the man is on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, okay. I got it. I got it. So, basically, my weakness is white people. I guess. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Walter, what's yours? <laughs> if you can think of one. I don't know. I think snack pack can work for either one, right? Good or bad. Yeah. 
So. <laughs> my weakness. And, and you got the awesome um, Viking helmet. There you go. And <laughs> my weakness. My weakness has always been blondes, man. That's that's public knowledge. So. <laughs> blonde women. Excuse me. Let's be specific. So is that blonde women's with or without STDs? Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That's part of my superhero power. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can sense the herpes and shit. Well, that's, that's, I guess that's better than after the fact. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Desmond, man. you screwed. Why? <laughs> oh, cause my, cause, cause my friend is blonde. Cause, cause I'm like that. Oh, the STDs. Oh. Oh. Never mind. It. <laughs> Next question. Only if you can find a condom that could fit. But, <laughs> <laughs> the next one is by... It's called pulling out. Don't, don't I get the answer? That's what I was thinking. Did, did Josh not answer? You're, skip, you're skipping movies, man. <laughs> Sorry. Who's next? Who's next? Desmond was accepted, but not you. Not me, too. What's up? Well, if we're going off the, uh, the radioactive sludge one, I'd have to call myself Blender. <laughs> so I can blend in with things. And uh my weakness is paint. Paint? Hey, you throw some paint on me, I'm not blending in with shit. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so basically don't get in a fight around Home Depot. Got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> it is always carry paint on you. Okay. Yes. Um, the next question is by Hayden Wise. Um, what's your favorite sci-fi or fantasy series? Hayden Hayden Vice. Hayden Vice. Hayden Vice. Okay. So what's your favorite what? Sci-fi movie? Sci-fi or fantasy series? Oh, Firefly, by far, man. Farscape. Oh, Farscape's good, too. I love that shit. For me, Battlestar Galactica or Firefly? Um, didn't he? Oh, dude, this is where I display my ignorance. I... Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't really watch, like, TV to that extent. Sci-fi? Uh, it doesn't It doesn't have to be, like, a TV series. What's your favorite sci-fi, you know? Movie. I mean, TV, yeah. people are probably going to hate me for this. Movie, but... book, doesn't matter. Right, people are probably going to hate me for this, but, I mean, I guess Avatar is going to be, I mean, it is a series to some extent now, so I'll I'll go with Avatar, the James Cameron Avatar. There you go. Josh? So I hate you. you. I, I'm trying to tell you, Benny, I don't watch a lot of the sci-fi stuff, like, at all, both movies and shows. The closest show would probably be um, The Walking Dead, um, which that is ain't more sci-fi, though. But yeah, I know. It's more horror than sci-fi. That's why I said the closest. Um, um, check out Eureka. Uh, check out your. Check I out Eureka. I want to I've got that in my uh, Netflix queue. Um, but as far as movies, it would have to be Star Wars. Uh, uh, I love the Star Wars movies. So, but a quick a quick recommendation: check out Eureka. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. It should be on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Check it out. That is a good sci-fi series. Okay. JJ Jedi um, Master says, "What is your favorite game series?" 
Day. God of War, God of War Three for me. Even though I really disliked the third one, uh, I, I guess it was just more of the same. But I mean, if I had to choose one, I would have to choose God of War series. I really love those games. It's unfortunate that I don't have a PSP to play Ghost of Sparta. Yeah. Uh, I have to go with Metal Gear Solid series, man. I love that. Love the whole series. Despite four and all that shortcomings of it, it's still Metal Gear Solid. I fucking every time it you know, one gets announced, I get excited. Except for anything attached to Raiden, who gives a fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you're not looking forward to uh, Rising. Fuck that. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have a favorite game series no more. It used to have been the Tony Hawk series until those crappy ass games came out. Huh. Right after um, American Wasteland, so I have nothing. Mm-hmm. They have to go with Mass Effect. I, I, I love the first two games. They're like my two favorite games ever, but I, if you don't consider it a series yet because there's only two games, I'd have to go with Zelda. I, I played the shit out of Zelda on Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and uh, Ocarina of Time on 64. I haven't played any since, but I played the shit out of those games. Those, those back in the day, those ones are really good. Yeah, it, it nothing compares. Yeah, um, mine is, this is the top of the head, it's Uncharted 2, um, I like the characters in it, you know, the voice acting, um, I think the quality of the game is great, I love it, um, my second one, I would think, on top of my head, like, Jack and Dexter, I just like how the character developed, like, he was quiet in the first one, and now in the second one, the first thing he says is, like, what the fuck, so, um, <laughs> um yeah, that, that was mine. Did, did I skip anybody this time? Nope. Y'all good, okay. Um, okay, this one's from Alpha 005. Um, how long have you been going to IGN and how did you come across it? Penny? Um, I... The first time I was, went to IGN was probably like 03, but it was like really... I was drawn to it because I was so ignorant at the, at the time. I didn't realize that I could watch E3 on the internet. So I would go to GameStop and buy this, like, two or three DVD set. And uh, on the back of the box, it had IGN, so I went there. And, I, I would, again, I, didn't, I wasn't there for very long. I only went there occasionally. But back in 04, 05 is uh, when I was there from, you know, from then on, just headstrong. I, I, I love IGN. I really enjoy the site. And... I can't see myself leaving. So it's been a good five years, five or six years I've been there. Desmond. Um, I've been with IGN for three. I didn't start officially signing up till January of this year. I just stumbled upon it when I was looking for cheat codes. <laughs> and then um and I started looking at um they did a I forgot what they did, they caught my eye. I just stuck with it besides G4 so about 3-4 years Josh it's been about 2 years for me um, I first stumbled upon it um, when I got my new computer uh, I was listening to some Playstation podcast I don't even know what it was anymore because I never ended up finding it um, but I ended up downloading Beyond instead and thinking it was the podcast I listened to and 
I just started listening to that, and that got me into IGN. And before that, I wasn't even a very big gamer at all, but Beyond turned me into a hardcore gamer, and I've been using IGN ever since. And when my IGN launched, I was pretty much all over that. Well, um, I don't remember my earliest memory of um, looking at IGN.com, because I don't really keep track of those things. But, um, like, my earliest thing that I had with it was, like, working at GameStop, like, two years ago, picking up a game and seeing that it has, like, a batch of IGN, IGN.com editor choice of E3. So, um, I, I looked up IGN, and there we go. It's love at first sight. <laughs> Um, Walter, you explained a little bit about, you know, how you came across the IGN. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, it's a long time ago, man. It's, uh, what, 99, 2000? I really started reading it, like, on a daily basis, and and it's not to, what, two, three years ago that I started really getting involved with the community, so it's been a long time for me, and now I work for them, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, dream, awesome. Yeah, dreams come true, kids. <laughs> Okay, um, living the dream. Damn right. Yeah. Um, the next one is from um, Sheridan from Tiny Chat and from my IGN. He said, he asked, what type of battle systems do you want to see used in new RPGs, both Western RPGs and Japanese RPGs? Vinny? Um, I would say, like, as far as Western RPGs, it seems like, I mean, Fable 3 doesn't really count as an RPG, according to Molyneux. I mean, I guess, it, it depends on what you're, if, what you're talking about. Is this, like, an adventure RPG with old-school swords, like Final Fantasy, or is this an RPG like Mass Effect? I mean, as far as, if it's a shooter like Mass Effect, I can't imagine a game getting much better. So I would definitely say Mass Effect, if that's what you want. But if we're going more with Final Fantasy, I mean... I, I'm looking forward to the Versus 13 or whatever, but 13 itself, like, the battle system was kind of cool, but it got boring so fast, and it wasn't that deep, at least as far as I got to. I, and I'm kind of sick of the turn base. I honestly don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know if they should have it more like uh, Tales of Symphonia or Tales of Vesperia. I, I, honestly, I couldn't tell you. I want something new, I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, uh, well, as far as RPGs go? Yeah. Um, shoot. I'll say Mass Effect. That is, like, a, a great, solid RPG from what I'm seeing right now. Um, thing goes for Dragon Age. Very good um, RPGs. Um, Japanese RPGs, as far as that, all the I can think of, would be Legend of the Dragons and Final Fantasy VII. Those are top notch. What about you, John? Yeah. <clears throat> I I'd have to kind of agree with Desmond. Um, I really I love the battle system in Mass Effect, and like I I love the Fallout games, but especially in New Vegas, what I noticed was. Some of the higher level guys or the the tougher ones, um, they just had a shitload of health, and you'd have to empty like magazine after magazine into these guys before you could kill them, or you could just take the power fist and go punch them three times, and he's dead. 
So it was kind of unbalanced. I'd like to see more balance like you see in Mass Effect or Dragon Age, although I hated the final boss in Dragon Age. I, <laughs> I played the entire game on medium difficulty and didn't have too much problem. I couldn't even get like a quarter of the health down on that final boss in Dragon Age. I had to bump it down to easy. What? I, yeah. I played I played it on medium, and I had it down within, like, 15 minutes. I played it for, like, two hours, and I couldn't get more than a quarter of the health gone. And did you go I, Did you go around doing side quests, level up your characters? Oh, yeah. I was, I was at, like, level 21. I, I could not do shit against that. I don't know. It might have been a bug. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Um, Walter? Um, I don't know. I don't know if this should be like one general combat system, but you want something that's more involving than just hit X to attack, hit magic and all that stuff, you know? So anything yeah. anything that keeps my attention and gets me involved and it makes me feel like more of a part of the particular character I'm controlling, I'm down. You know, yeah. uh, like you guys said, Mass Effect does a really great job of it. Uh, Dragon Age. On a PC, kind of feels more like an RTS to a certain point, you know, because you're kind of pointing, clicking where you're going to attack, and then you give them a command, and they kind of go and execute. So, I guess you want a happy medium, you know, you want to be able to control your character and tell you guys and your your party members to do certain commands and stuff like that. That's what I'd be looking for. Well, um, I myself, I don't know, I like the classic styles for the JRPG, like Final Fantasy VII. That one satisfied me. Um, I like the Final Fantasy XIII one, but they could have used a little bit more work to it. It got boring real fast. But if they like tweaked it a little bit, then, I, then I'd be down for it. Um, as in free roaming goes, um, Western RPG, um, I think Mass Effect got the good thing going for it. Um, also, um, the bat system, the bat system for Fallout, I like that. Good. Um, you got to be too close and fall out. That, that was another thing that I hated about it was New Vegas. All the enemies charged at you like nothing else. <laughs> and so you couldn't use explosives against them or anything like that because you just end up killing yourself. And it, it forces pretty much forces you to go into melee weapons. That's why I always carry the code bar with me. <laughs> I as soon as I figured out how powerful those power fists were, I'm I was using those like nonstop. Man, I have enough money for power fists. Shit. I found I found them all over the place. And you yeah. a thief, Josh? I don't steal stuff. I didn't steal them. I don't steal. You do rapes. You only rapes. the magazine. <laughs> I'll show me rape. <laughs> <laughs> Even rapists have moral. I'm not a rapist. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, that's the that's all the questions that we asked. Um. Oh. I I I have one more. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's something that uh, we we all want to know here. Um, Walter. What's that? Uh, uh, what can you do to get uh, Jessica Chobot on this podcast? <laughs> I, <laughs> I can ask. I'll ask her on Monday. That's the that, 
Okay. It's actually a lot more than I was expecting. <laughs> I was expecting absolutely nothing. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I can do. I can ask and bring it up to her, and it's up to her to make her mind. I can't. All right. Well, let, let's. Sorry to interrupt you, Snack. Yeah. Does anyone here? Maybe I'm in the minority. Does anyone here think that is fucking possible? No, it's not possible. I don't think it's possible. She's untouchable. That, she's, not, she's not untouchable. It's just, you know, her, her schedule is pretty crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. So. Well, I mean, that's, that's what I was referring to. Yeah. I very much doubt it'll happen, and if it does happen, I'm, I guess I'll be more silent than I ever have been. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. It's possible, because outside of Girl Fight, I did get her to come on my my old, 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 old podcast, and, and, she was, and we had, like, a long-ass recording, so it's possible. Well, aren't you guys like besties? At least at the time. <laughs> I wouldn't say we're besties, but at the time, she—I just reached out to her when she had a MySpace account. And I was like, I, "I want you to come on the show." And she's like, "Cool, whatever. Let's work out a schedule." And we worked it out, you know. I guess it helped that I sent her a bunch of booze and shit. So. <laughs> All right. So, so now we know what to do, at least. Yeah. There you go. So I'll ask her, man. So it's completely up to her, man. You might want to send some invites over the Twitters and the. Hi, Jan, and all that. We'll do right. it. We'll do, Walter. Um, well, does anybody have anything else to say before we close this? Uh, no. Good show. Oh. Thank you, Zach, for being on. No problem. Well, thank Thanks you. for having me on. And send well, me money well. to get me the packs. Send you money <laughs> to get you packs from my wallet? Oh no! Anybody that's listening. Oh, okay. I thought you talking to me. I was like, dude, I'm still living in a hotel. What are you talking to? Yeah, yeah pre- preferably I, from your wallet. Walt. I even have a PayPal account too. <laughs> we we I, should give a shout out to uh, the uh, the other part. What is it? The Insomniac Girls there. Oh yeah, to Mean Gasm and Jet and uh, Jayla. Has anyone done it? I have. They do. <laughs> Me does. No, I don't think. Their podcast, their yeah. podcast, I listen to it. I, I haven't, it. yeah, I haven't, I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on it. I haven't listened to it yet. I just couldn't get to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I sent you, I tried sending you a little link last night. There's no way I can dig it up now. Well, right, right. But, I mean, it's, I, I'll just have to search again. I want to listen to it. I'll see if I can get it. Talk to Mean. She'll, she'll be able to get it to you. All right, cool. This is for you, Mean. I talked. Yeah. I finally talked. <laughs> well, um, Snack, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you for coming on. No problem, man. Thanks, Thanks for the invite. No problem, Thanks. dudes. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> Sweet. The question is, do you want to be back on? <laughs> yeah, I'll come back on. No biggie. This is, this is what I'm getting paid for, right? I'm community manager. Yep. Yes, exactly. Awesome, thanks for being here. Okay. See y'all next week, guys. Alright. I hate us. Peace out.